Hey, Philip, what's going on? Hey, Brian, good to see you, man. I didn't hear you knock. I didn't know I had to knock. Fair enough. So what are we doing this week? The same thing we do every week, our podcast. Ooh, let's get started. Welcome to the podcast, Neighbors Don't Knock. The show where two neighbors drop by for conversations that are fun, relevant, and downright hilarious. Join them and special guests in their mission to talk about anything and everything and laugh about it no matter what. Now, here's your hosts, Brian Chambers and Philip Goffrey. Hello, hello, hello. What's going on, everybody? Philip, how are you? Hey, Brian. I'm great, man. Welcome back to the house. Yeah, I am so excited. We are tuned into Neighbors Don't Knock. It is that time. That's right. It is Friday. It's a new episode. Woohoo! It is. You are listening to season three, and we're moving along. Yeah, we are. So it is time to get whatever that beverage is that you want, you know, whether it's coffee, you know, make it a little Irish. We don't judge. Or if it's later in the evening, you know, break open those bottles. Let's have a good time. So we're, we're here for it. We got a great show for you guys today. I'm really, really excited. Man, we're going to get into a lot. This episode, we're going to talk about China's new macho rules. And the most dangerous animal ever. Okay, and a hint, it's not the honey badger. <laughs> it is not the honey badger. I'm glad you clarified that. That was a good good call on that one. Um, but also, you're going to want to stay tuned to the end of the show for our weekly neighborly advice and the reveal of next week's special guest. A wine made with passion and soul is a great way to bring people together. And that's why we choose a passion. Apasion is an award-winning wine produced in the Uco Valley region of Argentina and can be found in fine restaurants and retail establishments all over the world. Taste the passion today or book a trip to their vineyards and experience their exquisite lodge and glamping tents. Learn more at www.apasion.com. All right, so we're getting right into China's ban on quote-unquote sissy guys. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I like, that just, I like to just bring it down to, to just that. Like, you just compress it into like just the ban on sissy dudes. Well, I mean, that's really what it is. If we look at it, China's government banned uh, and you know men on TV and on like the broadcasters did this, you know, to promote the air quotes revolutionary culture. Is yeah. what they said, you know, trying to this campaign to tighten the control over businesses and society and enforce official morality. I like that official morality. Yeah. What do you think about this, man? I mean, is it, do you think that is getting kind of crazy over there with everything going on? Because to me, most Asian men tend to have I don't want to say they're they're feminine every Asian man is feminine, but they have more feminine features, I feel like. You just caused us to get canceled in like <laughs> at least a third, at least a third of the world. Um, no, you know, I... I uh, well, they don't have... A, there's not a lot of facial hair. I, you know, I lived in, in South Korea for a, a long time when I was over there, and I could grow facial hair n no problem. And there was a lot of the guys that I knew that they didn't have a lot of facial hair. And for me, I'm like having to shave every, you know, every other day or every, you know, the five o'clock shadow. I think that this is uh, a really, really desperate attempt at the government to try to crack down on something they don't understand. 
If you look at most communist and socialist nations throughout modern history, they've almost all kind of gone down this path of trying to dictate this sort of standard look. The thing about it that's really odd for me with China, you know, we're talking about a socialist country, well, communist, it's a communist regime, first of all. It's not, I, I shouldn't keep saying social. They, they keep on saying they're promoting modern socialism in their propaganda, but it's yeah, not true. I, I think that's just a way of glossing over, you know, that we're not trying to take over the world. <laughs> right. I mean, it, it most certainly is the Communist Party of China. But beyond that, you know, they're an international powerhouse with business. So you have people traveling from all over the world all the time to every single major city throughout the entire country bringing whatever they want to bring, cultural influence, whether it be by way of clothing or by way of, you know, materials that you might not be able to get in China by way of software that's banned, by way of images that are soon to be banned. Well, what they say they're they're trying to ban is uh, I'm I'm quoting from a uh, globalnews.ca.com or um, the CBS. So all the sides, everything's saying the same thing, but they are looking at correct beauty standard. That's and, and their quote: the correct beauty standard, and they're boycotting vulgar internet celebrities and celebrities of wealth while promoting traditional Chinese culture. That's what all, you know, whether you're looking at globalnews.com or CBS or TMZ or, you know, whatever, ABC, whatever you're looking at for this, this they're all saying the same thing. But that's right. essentially and, what they're saying. And this from the regime that completely wiped out traditional Chinese culture. So it's sort of a <laughs> really bizarre thing to have a platform on, right? You completely decimate classic Chinese culture, replace it with this sort of business model for how to conquer the free world and become the manufacturing you, epicenter of the world. Well, let me ask you, do you think they're going about it the right way? No, I think they're going to completely fall on their face. I think that it's it's absurd, right? Because of what I was saying earlier, because you can't stop influences from coming in if you want to be competing in the international stage from a business perspective. There's no way they're going to keep these, really, let's call these kids, right? They're trying to keep kids from seeing, like, you know, the boy bands and stuff that are all famous from... Yeah, they're, like, regulating their internet, and I never realized that they had their own internet. Yeah, they <laughs> do. It's you, you know, I mean, it's like it's kind of like Russia has their own internet. Not yet, but they, they're Oh, close. they don't yet. Okay. But I figured that they would that would be a route that they would want to go. They definitely want to go that way. Yeah, I mean, Russia, then, Russia started testing it a couple of years ago, and they have not fully implemented it yet. But it's really terrifying, right? Because the thing about having your own internet, the scariest part about it is that they can spoof anything they want. So if you're in China... Yeah, it's, it's, it's like, this is what you have to believe, right? It's all the propaganda. It's like, look, hey, look, because it's on our internet, it must be true. Well, not only that, but you can go to google.com, search for something, get a whole set of results, and you think you're actually on the same google.com that we are in the States, yeah, and, and you're, you're not. just not. Yeah, exactly. Right, because you're not actually reaching out to that URL at all. It's really it's really quite terrifying. Well, okay, so they're, they're saying it's their banning sissy things and then air quotes I'm putting there because there there's quotes on on all things sissy but it's really it's really about the entertainment industry isn't it I I mean to, well first of all let me ask you this to you what is considered macho <laughs> let me like just in general what would you what do you consider macho well I think that's the problem oh you're gonna dance around this one oh no no first of all when I consider macho I consider uh Randy Savage okay um <laughs> 
Step into a slim jam. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. You just sounded like help. the Kool-Aid guy. Are they the same? Well, I mean, he kind of had that deep. Oh, yeah. Sort of, like, it, right? It, like, I'm, I'm pretty sure that Macho Man, Randy Savage, the and the Kool-Aid Man Kool are guy. the same. <laughs> Think about it. They all break into the same. They bust down the wall. Well, right, let me ask you this. When is the most awkward place that the Kool-Aid guy slash Randy Savage <laughs> will crash through what would come into play? When would the most awkward, what do you think the most awkward place for that to happen? A delivery room. Oh, oh for babies. Oh, like a yeah. hospital delivery room. I don't know. That'd be kind of. That it's a boy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he could. That may even spark like some names and be like, let's call him Randy. Or Kool-Aid. <laughs> or Kool-Aid. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> no, you know, to answer your question more directly, Brian, I, I think this thing is absurd because what they're really going after is this sort of it's not really the sissy boy thing. They're calling it that. Right. And and they're 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 having their. um what's it called? The NRTA, their National Radio and Television Administration is the organization that the Chinese government has that enforces this stuff. They're saying it's about traditional values. They're saying it's about being not sissy or effeminate. How the hell do they expect to rein this in when it is so popular and widespread? Well, I mean, that's what I wanted to know, but apparently they take down, you know, pop stars and Asian actors, Chinese actors that have popular social medias, and they apparently just obliterate them from from the, their, I guess, their internet and social media. They just pretty much just take them down. Sure, and I, I do- assume fines will will come out at one point if this if they people don't back down. Well, I, I do find it interesting that they are packaging it with the salaries, right? They're packaging it with cracking down on these ultra high paid celebrities in China. And that's that's where the socialism element comes in, right? They're trying to kind of tamper down the the wealth gap over there because it it is genuinely Massive. I mean, it, it's it's very much on par with India. It's much more so than the U.S. And, and Western countries, right? The wealth gap is just gigantic in China. Well, okay, what about this? Is this going to be a massive, do you think, uh, effect for the U.S.? Because China's a large market. Think about it this way. You know, Apple promotes products, right? And Apple's all about inclusive, diversity, but Apple chips and electronics and there are parts that they outsource from Asia and different parts of the country, right? So do you think that all of this, because I, I feel that they're going to take that out on the U.S. as much as they can. Part of it, I think, is going to be able to squeeze the U.S. in ways for money that you know, that they haven't been able to, and others are just going to be to, I, I, I don't even know. I, I just think there's going to be a larger effect than we think. Something that you and I have been talking about recently with your experience as being that you teach students over there, mm -hmm. there's an immediate repercussion with this because it goes into the online gaming world. It goes, all these new rules, right? Oh, it there's goes, there's an insane amount of rules. And you're right. You and I have talked about this. It, it was, I, I teach, for those that don't listen on a regular basis, go subscribe right now. Actually, you know what? I'm going to take a minute. Go subscribe. Hit that. Go ahead. Pause it. We'll wait. You know you want to say smash that. Smash. I did. I button. wanted to say smash that. Yeah, you really okay. Did. Anyway, so yeah, you know, I taught over in in Asia for for many years, but I also teach online English to to children in China, and they have now taken away you can't have classes on the weekends. So for children that want to do private English classes and with all the, you know, you can't do that. You have very specific times when you're allowed to do classes. Certain holiday times, you're not allowed to do classes. 
and that goes also to the online gaming. Which is super restrictive. Which the is really, really restrictive. And it is, I believe it's under, if you're any limited, anyone under 18 to three hours per week. That's right. And that started, uh, that started recently. And that's online gaming and it prohibits play uh, on school day. So it's like you got three hours on a weekend. I'm not going to debate this, whether it's right or wrong. I think it's a little ridiculous personally, but it's just all of these things are happening right now. So, so someone sitting there making decisions or a group of men, I'm going to assume it's men based on all of the decisions and the way things are unfolding. I don't, I'm not picturing any women making these decisions over there, but, and things are just changing so rapidly. And like, it's like one after another. It does feel a little bit 1980s, doesn't it? And, and, and how authoritative it is, right? Yeah. That they're coming out and just across the board, we're going to pass all these new rules and change society now. I know. Do you think if, if I showed up in in a very quote unquote sissy outfit, you know, as a foreigner, I would just be stoned. (laughs) (laughs) Not yet. You you know, I mean, that's the thing. It's just like, you're also going to kill tourism and that, that's a whole, that's something for another day. Well, but it's always, it's always hypocritical though. Right. It just depends on how much money you're bringing to the table. But anyway, uh, you know, let us know what you think. I mean, it's really interesting to see how this unfolds. And and I'm, I'm honestly really curious to see what's going to happen coming up. I'm afraid for them. Well, let's move a little bit into something else scarier. And, you know, you may not think that there's anything else scarier, but I encountered the most dangerous animal ever. Okay, so Brian, tell me, tell our listeners, what is the most dangerous animal in Houston, Texas? Well, I don't, we're not even going to do We're not going to limit this to Houston. This is just the most dangerous worldwide. animal in the worldwide. It's a raccoon, man. It is they, a raccoon. They, they, they are, are dangerous. They are scary dangerous. They really are. And, uh, you know, for all of our listeners that are sitting there, uh, I'm sure some of you are just like, whew, you know, <laughs> like sigh of relief. And then the, uh, the rest of you are just like, oh, I got some out, outside of my, my window right now. <laughs> I promise you that all of our listeners who are listening where I grew up are like, hell yes, they are. Those things are terrifying. And everyone in, in like big cities going, oh, they're so, they're so cute. cute. Yeah, I know, right? Okay, so this is my, my, my story. Yeah, what happened that made you... The other day... I went out on a bike ride. I normally don't ride in the evenings too late when it gets dark. But, you know, I have my lights on my bike and I'm all geared up. So I'm I'm going down this this bike path and there's one little section where it, the, the weeds and things in the, the bushes are a little overgrown onto the path. And I happened to clip the, the bush. I, I heard something and I didn't know what it was. It was just made this like weird sound. <laughs> and, 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 I, I mean, I, I don't know. It could have been a raptor for all I know. <laughs> you know, John Hammond could have released it into Houston. Yeah. <laughs> all I know is that all of a sudden I, I slowed down because the path was a little narrow. And so I was just, I wasn't going as fast. And as I'm riding, after I heard this weird noise, I was just kind of looking around, but I'm not looking down, right? I'm looking out. Not seeing anything. I'm not hearing. I'm thinking maybe did I clip somebody else? No. And this is like dark, dark. This is nighttime. This, when is, ni- is, this? this is nighttime. This is like 8.30, something like that. Dark, dark. So it's dark. Yeah. And all of a sudden, as I'm pedaling and, and you know, I change my gears. So I, I'm, I'm going a little slower. My, my feet are moving slower on my bike. And I, I'm kind of feeling something like like something on my shoe and I'm thinking, oh, my lace might be caught on my, my pedal or something like that. And I look down and there's this freaking raccoon 
that that is just keeping just pace. keeping pace. Oh wow! You know, and and, and I'm not going like super slow. I, I'm at yeah, a, but they are super fast. They are super fast, and and so it's kind of trotting right along. And I look down, and this thing is like. <laughs> Like, I mean, it's just like, like, like a razor. I'm like, I, I freaked out, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, I freaked out. This thing is, is scary fast. It starts chasing me. I start picking up speed. It's going after me at this point. It doesn't just like stop. It continues to run after me. And that sucker is fast. And it actually forces me to veer off. And I did like this dive roll off my bike. Thank God. On purpose? Did you bail on purpose? I bailed. I Well, I was planning to bail on purpose, but part of it was the raccoon. You know, I was, for some reason. You were in control of the situation without the timing? Is that Yeah, the, exactly. Yeah. Gotcha. So, so. Oh, I, I'm bailing now. <laughs> exactly. And so I made this. If only I, if only I, I could have pulled the, the lever, right? And I made this diving roll onto the grass. It just kind of bruised up a little bit. I, I'm okay. There was no serious injury. But the, the raccoon was going at my bike. And I think the way I fell and the way my bike fell, it, it just it kind of pushed it back. But it was it was kind of going at my tire and my bike on my spoke. Did you do one of those like like Marvel Hawkeye midair twists and like throw uh, okay, the now, bike? Now at you're it. thinking that I would have been like been graceful about All this. Superhero. This was this was probably very awkward and looked very bad. Like it just like somebody like a wipeout, right? All I know is I started going and there's this like hill that I kind of landed on. And so I like this little slope. And so I start going up the hill and it's still like running. Like you're on foot now. Yeah. yeah. I'm on <laughs> foot at this point and I'm not even thinking of like my, uh, like how banged up I am. And this, I, I hear, I hear it and I turn and I look at it. I'm about midway up on this hill and I'm looking at this raccoon just making these sounds with its paws on my bike. It's almost like it's mine. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm just like, I'm like, Oh my God, it's Satan. It's Lucifer and a raccoon. And Satan with like an old school <laughs> 1950s bank robber mask on. Yeah. The hamburglar. Like exactly, right? And, and I'm just sitting there. I'm just like, okay. So I scoot back just a little bit. And then I see it start to go back down away from my bike. And it goes about, 10, I'd say about 10 feet or so. And then just turns its head and looks at me. I immediately just backed up <laughs> it is it's almost get, it like turned its head and just stared for a minute and it, it didn't it didn't move until i started to move it is like motherfucker Dude, you know I'm like dying. like like i'm just like it freaked me out man and so i sat there and waited it eventually kind of went back and i didn't see it and i ran down and grabbed my bike and got the hell out of there but it scared the crap out of me i've never had an encounter like that and for those of you that don't know a few things about raccoons i'm going to share some so you, okay. got you have raccoon factoids I have prepared. Some, I have some. I have some prepared raccoon factoids. Okay, you are you're traumatized I, by I, this. <laughs> I've never been traumatized by a raccoon before. It scared the crap out of me. Oh, I love because it because I didn't see it come out, and all of a sudden it's like you look down. It's like ah, you know, I'm just like whatever. So raccoons can run up to 15 miles per hour. Up to 15 miles. That is super freaking fast. That is fast, okay? Um, and they can uh, they can fall 35 to 40 feet without injury. So they can fall that far without any injury. All right, so n fact number two. You know, you mentioned the Hamburglar and the black eyeline. You know, there's a theory the that... little bandits. Yes, they look a little, little bandits, but they say that there's a lot of theories that the reason that is 
on them like that or God made them like that or whatever created the raccoon, it helps reflect light so they can see better. Kind of like uh, like football players when they put that black goo on their mm. under their eyes, you know, and, and also they have a lot of fingers and their paws and they're like they're like human hands. Which and they're tiny and and crafty and you know what I'm they're beyond crafty yeah they're they're crafty anyway so be very careful but you know what and this is for our listeners I'm not the only one that's had a raccoon encounter Philip you've had a raccoon encounter as well brother I grew up in the woods of Connecticut I had raccoon encounters every day in three and a half seasons of doing this show with you I don't think I've ever seen you so animated and terrified at the same time are you talking about telling my, my story fangs? yeah you're fanging <laughs> like you're can you imagine if a dinosaur came up on me no thank god you're a grown man if you were a kid this raccoon would have been 50 feet tall and <laughs> who says radioactive that yeah little. that's true but i will tell you a story when i was in high school i was dating a girl um who every i think it was a uh, month would go to her preacher's house for dinner and at a certain time every night, the family would get up and they would leave the table and they would go to the back door of the house. And they would start turning lights out. And they would wait. I'm on pins and needles. <laughs> so inevitably, little beady eyes peering up from the wood line. And then one raccoon would come, like a little tester raccoon would come out, right? Sniff it around, look around. <laughs> the, pa- the pawn. <laughs> yeah. Call back to his demonic little friend. And they would. Is that, is that, is that how they. Is that, <laughs> Yeah, that's actually, I speak raccoon, and that was actually like, coast is clear. So wait, wait, wait. So if the one that was yelling at me was, what does that mean? I'm going to kill you. <laughs> All right, I'll take that's that. That's what that means. Okay. I'm going to kill you. All right, so not a friendly. Got I'm it. I'm going to feed you to my children. Got yeah, it. that was definitely. Not a friendly. Got it. No. Yeah, so anyway, they would they would call back to the, their family and friends. A group of them would then come out, walk up to the back door, very cautiously, always making sure no one is watching shifty fuckers but here's where it gets wild they would climb up on each other's shoulders totem pole style till they can get high enough ring the bell wait, 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 wait okay I, I i'm listening what why ring the bell and scatter back door opens what food. are they pulling pranks Dude, what back door opens food gets put out they oh. wait a few seconds come back get the food do it again Turns out the raccoons have been doing it for generations. Wait, wait, wait. generations? Generations. They've been in the house for like they have 40 record? years. They have record for this? Well, this is, this is pre-video cameras on cell phones, so I'm not exactly <laughs> sure what they have. But. Well, now there's, they're actually, you know what? You should contact them and see if they now have video footage. I should. So it turns out that the raccoons would train their young, and they would pick them up like a cat by the back of their neck, put them on the shoulder of the top raccoon, and make them ring the bell. You grew up in the woods like I did. I used to watch raccoons do things that you could not believe. You could lock down your garbage cans, bungee cords, tape them closed. No way. They would undo the bungee cords. They would cut the tape. They would find a way to get into your trash bin, get the food. I mean, you know why I actually always used to love raccoons? Not that I hate them. I'm just more terrified now of them. But I used to love raccoons after watching that movie, The Great Outdoors. Because they, they kind of sensationalized the, you know, making the, the raccoons that got into the trash can by giving them lines and making them right. more like human, right? And, and so you're like, oh, that's so funny. Ha, ha, ha. And it, it was. It's hilarious. And every time I watch it, I still laugh. But now I'm just like, get them. Yeah, funny till they tear <laughs> you up. Yeah, I'm like, get them. Well, look, make no mistake. No matter how much you love nature, no matter how beautiful these creatures are, and they truly are, I believe this 
all joking aside, they are beautiful creatures. They can be very, very dangerous. And Brian, I'm glad you're okay. Well, thank you. I appreciate that for my well-being. My my wife found it a little funny, but you know, whatever. I survived. I survived to tell the tale. Hey, let's take a moment to talk about the Sacred Heart Ranch of Idaho. This season, Neighbors Don't Knock is brought to you by supporters of this 501c3 nonprofit that will provide a home to come back to for those who don't have one. They're doing incredible work by offering temporary housing for women of all faiths and backgrounds between the ages of 18 and 25. Brian, that includes women aging out of foster care, discharged from the military with trauma, or pregnant for the first time with nowhere to go. Operating according to a trauma-informed care model, the Sacred Heart Ranch of Idaho will foster emotional intelligence, confidence, independence, and utilize recreation for healing. To learn more about this important work and how to help these young women heal, learn, and grow, visit their website, sacredheartranch.org. And now, back to the show. Okay, so moving aside from our fears and and everything, you know, we don't need anyone to go on a rampage taking care of raccoons, although I'm not going to argue. Um. <laughs> no, no one needs to get the, the air rifle or, or, or God forbid, worse than that. No, just, go just res- respect neighbor, uh, na- neighbor, respect nature. There we go. Respect nature. Indeed. Install a back door with a doorbell. You're good to go. There you go. Exactly. And keep apparently a lot of stale bread. Um, so I, I want to just, before we, we wrap up today, I want to get into a little bit of neighborly advice. I like this. I like the neighborly advice vibe that we have going on these days. I, th- I think that. It works. Yeah, I, I'm all for it, man. And, but this one, <laughs> this one is for a lot of people who you've probably, you've probably come across many people like this. And I actually came across the this person and they were a, a security guard at a parking garage or something, right? When we went out to eat the other night. People do not talk on your speakerphone at full volume in a public place. Oh, you mean like the cell, on your cell phone? phone? Oh, do not. There's no reason for it. No one needs to hear that conversation. You chose one of my biggest pet peeves on purpose, didn't you? No, I, I just I happened to just come across it the other night. We were we were we went out to eat at this restaurant. My wife and and you know I, I dropped her off, so she got in, and then I went and parked. And there's this parking garage, and they had this security guard that sits out there, right? And I'm walking in and I can hear from like the back of the garage, him on his phone. And he's sitting here with his phone in front of his face. He's got it on speakerphone. I don't need to hear that conversation. They're like yelling at each other. And I'm just, and one, it's a parking garage. Do you know how much echo there is in a parking garage? You could hear him for miles, I'm sure. And, And it's not just there. People in airports do it all the time. It's like, do I really need, is it that hard? Put in an AirPod? Or go somewhere. Oh, yeah. I hear it in shopping malls. I hear I, it in office buildings. But, but a public place. Yeah. Like airports, I you know, I give leeway to that, whatever's going on a little bit. It's still, you shouldn't do it. But in public settings where other people are walking by you, put the phone to your ear or get some kind of ear piece. Yeah, it's an interesting PSA, Brian, because there's actually science behind this. You know, when we hear sounds coming out of a device like a iPhone, or even bring yourself back to the 1990s, 1980s, the Game Boys that you'd hear playing on airplanes, things like that. That high frequency sound coming out of those small speakers, when it travels over distance, 
it specifically gets our attention, right? That's why they that's why they do that in police sirens. Now you have these like little white noise bursts that come in in you know fire trucks, uh, ambulance, all the first responder vehicles. Well, that's all high frequency noise, right? It's because it gets your attention. It's why the fire alarm in your building is so high pitched. So that it, it adds to the annoyance, right? It's not just rude because we don't need to hear your conversation. It's also something we can't not listen to. It gets our attention. It's extremely rude. And in my opinion, it's every bit as bad as using your phone in the bathroom. Oh, my God. Well, all right. You're talking about like phys- like using your phone to talk to someone? Yeah, in the ba- yeah. Oh, I'm okay. talking about like you're okay, at one say, stall. Because I- I'm guilty of that, not of talking in the bathroom, but I'm guilty of using my phone in the bathroom. Yeah, we've, we've been there. We're not going to go there again. And, and, and if you want to hear an episode, a great episode we talked, uh, go back in our season one. Um, I believe we we talked about, uh, I think it was on our Bitmoji episode. You can go and check it out, man. There, it, you'll you'll find a little, a couple, you'll get to know us a little bit better. So go check that one out. That was a very intimate episode. <laughs> that was an There's intimate no episode. Question. Well, I mean, this is also an intimate episode. You saw my raccoon face. I did. So <laughs> I think it's scary. I will never unsee I th- your I raccoon say, I think face. it's either scarred you or, or something for life. I did. But I'll tell you what, I, I got one. PSA 2B, let's call it. Saw this in person with my wife at Disney World a couple summers back. Do not use the corner of your cell phone case while you're talking to somebody on speakerphone to pick your nose. What the f- so, Seriously? Two feet from my face, straight up, bottom of an iPhone case, up into a nostril. Why, why would someone- I, 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 why, 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 why? Full why? extraction with a flick. Well, not missing a beat in the conversation. Wait, wait, did they flick it off the case? Oh, yeah. Flicked off the case. Ugh. Yep, like a fly I mean, coming I, off of I, a bread box. I, you know, it's so funny. I don't know why I was thinking one was better than the other. They're both gross. <laughs> I don't know why I'm justifying this. <laughs> so bad. It's so nasty. Yeah. Uh, oh, my word. Yes. I just respect people around you. Don't do that, especially uh, nowadays when... Health is such an important thing. I mean, it's always important, but that's gross. It is. It really is. That's dirty, man. Oh, that's dirty. That's dirty. Well, with that, Brian, I I like the idea of ending this episode on the note of respect, respecting your neighbors and, and good cell phone etiquette. Yeah, I, I agree. I think the good cell phone etiquette is, is the lesson learned here. Uh, but you know what? If you guys loved what you hear, we'd love to hear from you. So you can email us at admin at neighborsdon'tknock.com. Let us know what you thought. We'd love to give some shout outs so you can contact us. Hit us up on social media. Uh, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook and even Twitter. So drop us a line. Let us know what's going on. But Philip, you know what's going on next week. Ooh, I'm excited about this. Yes, we have a new neighbor that's coming by next week, Mr. Edward Sanchez, a celebrity makeup artist and Houston philanthropist. Some of his Clients include Jennifer Aniston, the late Joan Rivers, and five presidents of the United States. He has also raised over $5.5 million for children with cancer, controlling the pet population in Houston, and creating diagnosing and treating AIDS in our Houston community. He is a a friend, a fellow neighbor, a Houstonian, a a philanthropist, a a Wonderful person. We can't wait to have him on the show. You guys are not going to want to miss this episode next week. That's going to be awesome. It turns out by six degrees of Kevin Bacon, he even knows my wife, so that's completely random. 
So don't forget to go back and check out previous episodes and other guests that stopped by the show. Subscribe to the podcast so you don't ever miss anything. We drop new episodes every Friday. Absolutely. We always say it. Subscribe, like, and follow. And please, social media, we would love to hear from you. Yeah, absolutely. Man, it's really good. Uh, but we are going to wrap this one up. Brian, it's good to see you, man. Yeah, you too. Cheers. Cheers. Peace. Out.